Alright guys, we are back. Sorry for the delay. Uh, welcome to episode number 149 of the TXR Podcast Take 2. And yeah guys, we were just working out some audio problems. I think we've straightened out everything now from the looks of it. Um, as we're, as it's taking time for us to uh, go live. Um, let's see here. I just want to make sure everything is coming through good. <laughs> Invader, why do you sound so sad? You sound like you're going to cry or something. Well, that's because I have to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly, man. I have to listen to your bitching all the time. Invader, you sound like me. Invader. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Jeremy. But, Speak the truth. Uh, guys, thank you for uh, rejoining us. This is uh, fantastic. Uh, Mike, how's everything sounding at your end? So far, so good. Little, little hot, little hot on uh, uh, on the Skype side, but not. I'm not hearing any of the echoes and stuff. All right. Well, that's good. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, whoever's in the chat, definitely let us know how uh, the audio is coming through. Uh, help us out there. That would be fantastic. Um, all right. Earlier, we gone through to Centurion and uh, Megatron. Uh, Shockley, I think we had started uh, talking to you. Um, how's things at your end, bud? Oh, pretty good. Um, other than, uh, I think it was that, Mar I think I was left off on that uh, Mario 3D package. I was hype about that. Did get my Secret Labs chair finally. Ordered it in fucking July. Um, so that finally arrived. I'm as still waiting for that Cyberpunk chair. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did you even order you it? You ordered one? I tried ordering it, but they're sold out everywhere, so oh, I'm yeah. still waiting to be on the email list. Wow. July, so I said, screw that. I got a cat. That ain't going to work because it has some of that uh, leather. So, <laughs> Dude, I feel your pain. I brought this chair into my house, and these two cats have been battling over who gets to tear it up. Well, I did find a really good cover. <laughs> link uh, down there when you get your Secret Labs chair. fits it perfectly. Uh, so if you do have pets... It's good to cover well, it up. And... Cool. I'm a hater. I don't want. I don't want Downer to get the, the uh, Cyberpunk chair because I want it. <laughs> and I've been trying to get it. I want an email list, and I have gotten that one email yet. So that's it. That's just I'm selfish. Sorry. So what's going to happen first? Are you going to get emailed for a PS5 or for a chair? I think I'd rather have the chair <laughs> because <laughs> I can always get the PS5. And I don't, not gonna PS5. You, know, you heard it right here first, everybody. Megatron would rather get a chair than a PS5. Of the limited quantities, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, that chair that you posted, um, shock in the uh, the group DM. Damn, it looks really sharp. I gotta say, like, I don't know. You're making me kind of want to get one. So. It's definitely worth the money, and yeah, you can just return it. So yeah, give it a trial run, see if it's worth it. And... All right, all right, definitely good to know. And uh, Jeremy, uh, I mean, obviously we're going through some uh, technicalities at the beginning, but uh, otherwise, buddy, how's uh, your weekend been? Man, I got a chance to rest finally and play games. Whoa! Damn, that's uh, like I've been trying. I've been. I still been trying to finish that God of War on PlayStation and. Heard it's a pretty long game. Uh, I'm probably about 10 hours into it, probably like 
you oh. just mute it yourself or you're muted now. You're staring your 10 hours and then he just got, there he is. Wow. Now, even Skype doesn't want to hear your BS, Jeremy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's muted again. This is crazy. This thing's all jacked up. <laughs> we're going we're going overdrive right now. Sorry. Overdrive, yeah. But right. uh, what were you playing, Jeremy? God of War. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not an Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um again, guys, I, we're uh, just bear with us. Um we're moving on to some uh, new things, greener pastures and as you can tell, very greener pastures from our screen. Uh we got some gameplay going on and a few other things. Uh Vermintide 2. This is uh some gameplay uh between with me and a friend. Really fun game by the way. I love uh, I'm a huge Warhammer guy and uh, Vermintide 2 just really scratches that uh, co-op itch. Um but you know what guys, we will head straight into uh, a topic and the first topic will be well some pretty recent news and Nvidia announced their new GeForce RTX 3000 series graphic cards and they've been really impressing a lot of people with their specs and price points. Now, the big thing in here is that some are saying that the next gen console Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are already obsolete with these cards, even before release. I personally think it's a case of apples and oranges, but Centurion, I know you've been following this, like, really closely. What do you think? Are next-gen consoles really affected by this announcement? Well, of course they're affected. We all know that there's a GPU door in the back of every television, and you just reach in there and change the damn thing out, like, you know, you're putting in a lamp in your house. It's no big deal. <laughs> sorry, just I'm sorry. I'm I'm troll. I'm sorry. I troll that photo going around that shows a GPU hooked into the television, and then when they got called out for there being no power supply, all of a sudden somebody went and like fixed their thing and put a power supply on it, and then it reemerged again. So, anyways, no, it does not make consoles irrelevant. Uh, we were talking about how the 2080 is going to come out at like around six, seven hundred dollars, and this. Uh, uh, 3090. Yeah, I'm sorry, not 2080, 3080. And then the 3090 is going to be like somewhere around $1,500. Like, you could, you could buy, That's insane. Like a, you could buy a jalopy for a GPU. Like, I, I'm just like, really? For real? Like, what, what are the differences, real quick? Well, they're saying this thing is uh, pretty powerful. They're saying this thing like will take is like twice as powerful as a 2080. Uh, there is a lot of numbers in all this. Uh, this is why I never got into PC gaming. I understand what they're trying to do and the math behind it. But yeah, I mean, like they're saying it's twice the power of the 2080. But one thing that's really interesting, what makes these cards so special at what they do is the machine learning that's inside them. And, and somebody already tried to come out on Twitter and say that the PS5 was using the same stuff that's NVIDIA, um, even though the PS5 and the Series X were built on total AMD tech. So uh, don't listen to any of that if they're trying to say that. I think it's called um, Invader. If Call me if I'm right. Isn't it like SSID or SSLD or something that in, uh, NVIDIA uses? For yeah. their machine learning, yeah, it's they were trying. Like they that. were trying to say that the PS5 was going to use a variant of that, and that's when they were like, um, "That's impossible because you're talking about an Nvidia 
an NVIDIA product versus an AMD product. AMD actually uh, does have machine learning. Um, that is in the RDNA 2 spec. Um, now, this is where it gets quite interesting. That's what makes these cards so special. Um, I've been talking about machine learning since I found out about it in February. Um, when Microsoft came out with all this uh, cool stuff like DirectX 12 or ray tracing, as what we are starting to call it, um, so Microsoft also invented at the same time something known as direct ML, direct machine learning. It's their own in-house way of doing what these cards do. So they're trying to basically say that these cards now make these consoles obsolete because of this machine learning. What's really interesting, what gets left out of the conversation is Microsoft has already come out and confirmed that the Series X uses an RDNA 2 plus component. And this plus component allows for machine learning to be used in the chip. One thing that has come out about the PS5 is it does use RDNA 2. But one thing that they have not come out and clarified is if their RDNA 2 is RDNA 2 plus. If it's just base RDNA 2, it does not have machine learning in it. So basically what machine learning does is it takes a low resolution 1080p image and through um, an artificial intelligence it reconfigures that um, kind of like checkerboarding and it yep. basically makes the image into a 4k image that is actually more clearer than a native 4k image it actually does a better job and it based and because of that it's actually a little bit less wear and tear on the gpu because you're not forcing a 4K image through the GPU. You're actually forcing a 1080p image through the GPU, and the artificial intelligence comes in and makes up the difference. And when I've seen the, the night and day differences from these images, I mean, it's amazing. That's why everybody's talking about these GPUs, because it looks really, really damn clear. But that's the funny part is it's being left out that the Series X actually has machine learning. So the Series X is capable of doing what these new GPUs can, and it's actually being rated as one of the most untalked about features of the Series X. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. With Chad, all that your ear off. <laughs> oh no! I, you know, I think everybody was just listening into all the information because uh, <laughs> there's a lot to go through with all this. Uh, again, uh, I mean, I, I do enjoy going through technicalities, but at the same time, with all these specs, there is a lot of information to go through. And honestly, I just, I like, I, I see people like you know pounding chests. Oh, you know, this is going to be the end. But then when I look at price points, right? Oh yeah, this is, this is going to be the end because well, um, my wife is going to go out and let me drop $1,500 on one component. Yeah. Dude, to build well, the PC they're talking, I would like probably have to, uh, I would probably have to make a bullet point presentation for my wife on how I would want to spend this kind of money. Well, PC is always going to have. The other, PC is always going to be ahead of the game in terms of the graphics department. That's been going on since day one pretty much, but, and that's never going to go away, but I personally prefer playing on consoles because, number one, you guys both know it's more affordable and it's more accessible, you know. And to the average Joe, uh, you know, the average Joe prefers console over PC uh, for the same reasons pretty much. But uh, both the Xbox Series X and PS5 are going to be – you know, they're going to be powerhouses and they're going to rival PCs, even, even these big giant ones. Yeah, I mean – 
you know, it's going to cost arm and a leg to get these, but you probably won't see a huge difference in fidelity uh, right off the bat. Yes. You know, probably later on you'll see uh, more leaps and bounds, but you know, right off the bat, you're not going to see it. Um, But if you're a hardcore gamer, like we are, you know, we're going to have those powerful PCs and all the consoles. So really, I mean, it's just the average Joe that's going to be, uh, left behind on that front because they just simply can't afford it or they're not going to invest into something like that. So can I also add on real quick downer that no. I love how well, no. <laughs> I love, I love how everybody's talking about this resolution thing. Like, Oh, next gen is here. Resolution, resolution. If we all go off of the math that is starting to occur with uh, other consoles and other opinions, resolution is no longer a thing, and it's true. If you look at the true next-gen titles, and when I say true next-gen titles, just to let you guys know, Spider-Man Miles Morales is not in that conversation. So you guys can at me about that later. But anyways, when it comes to like Ratchet and Clank, uh, The Medium, and Scorn, and games like that, it is because they are utilizing the new hard drives in these consoles, and that is what's making them next-gen. Because they are not utilizing a mechanical slow hard drive, and they aren't even using an SSD. They're using a new form of SSD, which is even quicker. Which means, unless you have one of these hard drives in your computer, you will never get that experience on either the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, unless you're using one of those hard drives. That is what's making them next-gen. So why is everybody up on resolution when you are not getting a game right now for next-gen? that is pushing resolution Mm -hmm. no absolutely no and you're absolutely correct but i mean uh, what's frustrating is we don't know what the console prices are just yet but i'm pretty sure we can bank on them being at least under six hundred dollars right hopefully i saved up i saved up six hundred per that's what i did well, even if it's six hundred, the if, even if you compare it to the thirty seventy, which I think everybody's like, you know, was surprised on because it's on uh, equivalent to the twenty eighty Ti, Nvidia was saying, uh, it's still you need to spend after all your other components, the OS, you're still going to be hitting like a thousand seven, easy. Yeah, easy. Even if you go on the low end, you're going to hit a thousand, uh, if not maybe thirteen hundred. So it's not the same, even if it's five or six hundred for a PS five or Xbox Series X. You're, that's still way cheaper. So, um, any even that even if uh, I, I played Sekiro on uh, Steam and I couldn't even use my mouse and keyboard or controller until I downloaded a PS4 or a DualShock 4 controller layout, I had to do that. I couldn't even use it on Steam. So there's going to be trouble uh, shooting periods where casuals are not going to mess with. They're going to say, "Fuck this!" The first time it happens. And they're going back to console. So this whole thing of like, oh, no, it's the, you know, you know, this is a huge blow to them. It's really not. Also, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, um, Shockley, if I'm not as good as with PCs as you are, but are, to fully use one of these cards, you would have to have like a, um, a substantial cooling unit for your PC. In which cases, a lot of people would use like a liquid-cooled PC to actually use these cards completely opened up to their full potential. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about all, all that because, I, I mean, the PC I have right now is uh, pre-built with a 1070. Uh, but I've been, you know, itching to build my own PC 
Um, so this is great for me because I'm like, oh, sweet. I didn't buy it too early, like, you know, two months ago, like some people did buy uh, 2080 Ti and now we're, you know, feeling, you know, uh, buyer's, you know, remorse on that one. <laughs> now they're obsolete. So and, <laughs> and this is you know, for 700, that's not too much more. And you get like double the performance. So, um, it's, and I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. It's pretty sweet, but, but to say that it's like, you know, it's, these are obsolete. Well, I mean, they're always going to be obsolete. PC is always going to be number one that, you know, cause you can put, you can throw so much money at it. Um, and even if, uh, you're not having the SSD, I mean, all these, anybody putting a 3080 in there is going to have SSD, but still you get the high frame rate. So that's what I'm excited with the 3080 is not so much. I'm going to be playing on a 1440p monitor, but I'm going to be cranking up everything to ultra and as high as a frame per second, uh, you know, that I could go. I got a 144 hertz monitor, so I'm going to be trying to push that as much as I can. So, Oh, my that's gosh. That's so, you're sold. so you're sold. You're getting one of these. I was already about to get a 2070 Super, and then for that same price, I can get a 3080. So, like, <laughs> see, for me, the only I'm thing I, I never got into the PC gaming side of it. The only thing I have is a 2700, and that's just purely to run Adobe. And I mean, when you hear that thing kick up just to run Adobe, I can only imagine what some of these GPUs sound when they're like full at full bore, pretty much maxed out. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm going to go ahead probably uh, in the next couple months to buy, just max out my rig on everything. I'm looking upwards to spend over three thousand dollars oh, on my I'm, PC. So I've oh, actually wow. done some. I've far. actually done some yeah. reading for yeah. now. You want to talk about obsolete? You guys want to think about what's made some stuff obsolete? These new uh, memory solutions that the Series X and the PS5 are pushing are actually making RAM and SSDs become obsolete. And they're saying within the next, uh, at least I read, within the next four to six months, you're going to see a major price dip in stuff like RAM and SSD hard drives. So, Downer, if you're thinking about doing stuff like that, I'm already seeing in some of the stuff I'm reading that if you wait just a few months, you're going to get this stuff at a fraction of the cost because of these new solutions that um, they're coming out with that are in these consoles. Yeah, RAM in general is not too expensive. I mean, that's probably the least of your worries. You're, you're going to spend more on the graphics card. Huh. Well, they're talking if you want to go buy like the high-end like Samsung RAM chips, like your name brand stuff, oh, it's yeah. going to be a lot cheaper to buy it uh, because yeah. of all the stuff coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Jeremy. You went uh, Gears of War there. You said General RAM. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was General ROM. Rom. I'm making a RAM joke. Come on. I know it's, it's kind of corny, but come on. Nobody guys. gets nobody gets Canadian humor. Get out of here. <laughs> nobody oh gets Montana goodness. humor, buddy. <laughs> and after all I said, all that technical stuff, this is why I prefer gaming on console because I do not want to deal with no cooling systems and CPUs and RAM. I just want to mm -hmm. turn on my Xbox and yeah. just my controller. And that's what I said. It's, just more, it's more accessible and more affordable, and I just prefer console gaming. Well, I, do want, I want a PC for streaming. You know, I do want to do that. I want to go to that level, but far as everything else, man, I, I can care less. I'm excited for the new tech, but I'm not going to be using it. I'm just, I just want to see what my PS5 and my um, Xbox Series X is going to do. 
That's it, man. Uh, call me, you know, lame. I'm just so console, man. I grew up on consoles. I game on consoles. I'm not good with keyboard and mouse. And uh, I don't want to have to download anything for my controller to work. Mm. I can't even get I can't even get fucking Skype to work on this shit. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, right. See, I'm right there with you, uh, Megatron. Um, I mean, you're going to be able to do it for a fraction of the cost. Uh, we're talking about a machine that was completely optimized to run with the equipment that you have. See, that's one thing people also underestimate is that graphics card is meant to do a number of things. Um, it's meant to run video editors. It's meant to play games. It's meant to do this. It's meant to do that. The Series X, the GPU inside of it is going to be optimized towards the hardware that it's integrated into. So it does have a distinct advantage in that one fact. And it's going to make the games, um, like you know, uh, Downer said, a lot more accessible. People are just going to be able to play these games and go. Listen, I, I am interested in the machine learning. You know, to me, it was always about like uh, the lighting, ray tracing. You hear about ray tracing, SSD. And I think machine learning gave a great explanation of what it was, you know, but I yeah. think that is really interesting. Uh, you're I'm with you. Out of me. I'm with <laughs> you, uh, Megatron. I, I still don't understand machine learning as far as the pixel goes. I mean, Centurion, does it affect the, pits, the pixel count since those pixels are coming in at 1080, meaning they oh, can yeah, push that, more pixels on the, on the actual... From okay. what I've learned, it's basically like checkerboarding because the idea right. of checkerboarding is to take one pixel and is to cut it into four pieces and to basically lay it out in a grid, and that's what gives you your 2160. Um, yeah. And so they're, the machine is taking that 1080p image, and yes, it's creating pixels, but it's creating pixels that are appropriate for, like, it knows, like, what the letter A should look like. And so it's going to fill in the appropriate pixels based on, well, this is the letter A. That's why uh, one of the images floating around on Twitter was, I think it was even a, a picture of uh, oh my, Death Stranding. The, somebody walking around in Death Stranding <laughs> on the backpack and how clear it looked. That was the machine learning, basically filling in the image and creating that crystal clear image because it's an artificial intelligence. It's now, that takes a lot of pressure off the GPU, right? And then you're able to do it takes pressure off of the GPU, which is why it's able to do things like have more AI on screen and do mm -hmm. this and do that. Well, it's now it's good for which is probably too. which is probably why they're getting great results with um, ray tracing. Then, if I'm, yes, I mean I'm because, guessing. You know, well, I'm not that's, that's the first argument anybody made. They're like, how can you put ray tracing on these consoles? It's going to be a GPU hog. And then all these videos popped up about how ray tracing makes uh, anything fall on its face. And all these companies kept saying we are using proprietary techniques. A proprietary technique is something that you use in house that the public is completely unaware of, or if they are aware of it, they don't understand how it works. And that's where when they talk about about in-house shading techniques, in-house um, uh, compression techniques. They're, this is stuff they don't just put out in the public for everybody to use. And that's where I laughed when they're talking about this whole ray tracing thing bogs down GPUs. I'm just like, well, you guys should sit back. You don't know. They might show you something you weren't expecting. And then lo and behold, machine learning. And guess what? It frees up the GPU to do other things like ray tracing. You know what it was for me? That Star Wars demo back in the day. Remember they showed like some kind of Star Wars. I don't know if it was a video or an image and it was using ray tracing and it said it took like mm. a monster powerhouse like 
GPUs, like GPUs to get this image. You guys remember that back in the day? Well, that was ray tracing at its infancy. Now the technology's changed. It's getting easier for these things to... Uh, it seems like it's more and more about the software and, you know, than it is the hardware now. It seems like you're getting to a level where it's just more software that is really pushing these machines and not so much the you know, turn up the wattage and everything else from, you know, what I, what I can tell. Well, there are certain things that we're holding back, um, certain aspects, I guess you could say, of games because of the hardware, whether it be, like, the <laughs> GPU, CPU. But with next-gen consoles and obviously uh, going on to these new graphics cards, like, uh, everything that we're seeing is going leaps and bounds over what we've just experienced as now, past-gen. Um. <laughs> Now, what you just said, Megatron, I forget what developers said it recently, but they said that this whole thing of like going into next gen consoles when it comes to hardware, hardware is starting to become an area of diminishing return. Like that's where they're starting to challenge. I remember there used to be that whole mathematical theory of you would to take the silica, the silicone that you make these graphics chips out of and you can double it ever so many years you could basically set your watch to the advancement of technology based on this algorithm and now they're starting to find out that they're getting to a point where that's not starting to apply anymore because it's starting to kind of plateau it, that's that area of diminishing return and that's funny where you talk about the software side of things that's why you've seen a much more heavier push towards software is because of this diminished return mm -hmm. and now you're talking about what's going to hold back, um, what's holding back gaming. Uh, regretfully, this is where people could, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, regretfully, when these new consoles come out, what is holding back gaming at this point is PC. Now, I'm not saying that PC itself is holding back gaming, but what it is is when you create games, the first thing you automatically do is you want to establish your optimize, you know, what is your the lowest low that that game can run at on whatever hardware you're going to put it on and generally the pc is where you start and that's where you get into the problem with a mechanical hard drive um, most hard drives run mechanically they have moving parts in them they're not an ssd and as long as they keep creating games that are meant to run on hard drives like that that is what's going to hold back gaming the mm -hmm. minute they basically start taking games and requiring games to be SSD only, that's when you're going to start seeing a major inva another advancement in gaming when it comes to the graphic side of things. But until they want to change that minimum spec that these games can run on, it, it, that's what's going to hold back gaming. And so at this point, what holds back games is hard drives. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. It's the same concept, Megatron, is, as opposed to like, uh, uh, you know, using cartridges over CDs or Blu-rays yeah. over CD. It's the same Media storage. Yeah. yeah, it's the same concept or idea, I should say. Mm -hmm, absolutely, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I mean, what's that say? I mean, what's that say for the tech that you're already having a console though? Because then you talk about sales, you know. If you're not going to have sales, why even do it in the first place? You get the tech and you see what the capabilities of it are, but then, you know, the studios are held back now because there's not enough of anything to run on, uh, to run the software, right? I mean, 
Especially, well, that's where I mean, you get studios like the guys who are doing the the medium and Scorn. Uh, they already they already came out and said that they weren't going to make their games to uh, work on these uh, low common denominator. Um, P- even on PCs, they're basically saying for this game to run on PC, I think you need like an SSD or better, mm-hmm. or even the something on the equivalent of what's going in the Series X for it to actually run properly. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, mm-hmm. fellas. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where these dra- uh, how these graphic cards play out. I have a feeling AMD. I think AMD is going to be. Um, they're probably a little cut off guard, and I think they have some announcements of their own coming up soon. So it'll be interesting to see if they'll try and undercard NVIDIA on their cards in some way, shape, or form. But when it comes to next gen consoles, I'm not worried. I. Again, consoles are a different beast on their own. They're all optimized, you know, to be sitting underneath, and uh, they're dedicated uh, for gaming. And I'm not too worried, honestly, honestly. But fellas, we will move on to the next topic. And Xbox announced that they'll be having a presence at the Tokyo Game Show. However, they added that there will be no big next-gen announcements there. It will be mostly. It will mostly highlight Japanese games, Minecraft, and just various flight simulator updates. Jeremy, buddy, I'll start with you on this one. Is this a missed opportunity for Xbox, or do you think that they'll focus on well, the supposedly the rumored um, September shows? You know, I look at these shows uh, as a launch pad, basically, for customers to see what xbox and playstation has to offer you know i do um i do think you know they do need some sort of big announcement just because it just has that impact both from like a uh, marketing standpoint and a strategic standpoint for sure we know they need to make uh you know we know they need to make headwind in japan you know that's the biggest thing kind of catering to the asian market as well uh, I'm always looking at play at the PlayStation store and, you know, seeing what they have and they have just an enormous amount of content and exclusive content, both on the, the Nintendo switch and the PlayStation. Um, and, and yeah, it's geared towards the hardcore gamer. Um, and I think that's, pr- it's part of the biggest appeal to, if you're a hardcore gamer to go to PC, to go to Sony to go to Nintendo as opposed to Xbox where they're almost irrelevant. I mean, it's it's getting to the point to where they're almost irrelevant in the Japanese market. But I'm always going to refer back to like the 360 days. You guys know this, where they at least tried to make an effort, tried to make headwind uh, to make some sort of impact in those markets. You know, you had games like Blue Dragon. You had games like Lost Odyssey from the creators of Final Fantasy um, and I remember even Konami was making games <laughs> for Xbox heavily. So this is just my opinion when I say, you know, like hardcore gamers prefer Sony and Nintendo over Xbox in the world market because of those things. But it's not just the States, you know. Uh, yeah, I would like to see a Japanese studio being purchased by Xbox, you know, or some sort of like roadmap to see, hey, what well, this is what's going on in the Asian market. This is what we're trying to do, uh, and these are the plans. And we haven't got that. We have, but granted, they have done a better job um, 
in those markets, you know, they got Square Enix to jump on board, bringing the Final Fantasy series to Game Pass. You know, they had the Dragon Quest series finally, finally after just decades uh, coming to Xbox. Uh, even Sega's bringing over the, the Yakuza series, which is huge. I like the fact that, uh, you know, Yuji Naka, uh, who, who's the creator of the Sonic the Hedgehog series, is making Balan uh, Wonder World. I think that's going to be a great game. Um, so they've made some progress. However, I do think they need to uh, purchase uh, a Japanese company, whether it's from software um, or something like that, just just to uh, do better in that particular market and to appeal more to the hardcore gamer. Because I do, I, I do think they're missing the mark as far as that goes, Invader, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do, I do think... Um, every show, and I'm not talking about this show in particular, every show, they just need to do a better job uh, with the messaging, with creating some sort of excitement for the brand. And as you know, you know, that July showcase, to me, it, it, it missed the mark. You know, you guys know that. We, we spoke about it on the show in depth. Um, and I just think moving forward, these these shows need to be more impactful uh, just to show why people should invest in Xbox, should invest. Yeah, you got the ecosystem or whatnot. And you have uh, those, you know, you have Game Pass. Um, you have those things which appeal uh, to people. But to me, it's not enough. Um, and that starts with the, with the software, starts with the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. They, they're starting off the show, which is a pretty cool thing, but they're not really... You th- you would think that they would highlight highlight uh, Japanese content with some of their own possible lost you exclusives, you know. Didn't they yeah. say they're going there to celebrate Japanese games? Isn't that what they said? Well, they're in, in the... they're gonna highlight <laughs> Japanese creators, so they so they will have Japanese games, just not necessarily exclusives, like their own like next gen exclusives. Unfortunately, so. My question is, are they possibly saving some announcements for... There's a, there's a rumored September event or a showcase coming in uh, well, just in a couple of weeks, supposedly. Could they be saving announcements for that? Because yeah, from what I'm to understand, it'll be the same week. A couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you say a couple of weeks, but right now, what's today? It's almost, what, 7th, 8th? of the month, you know, the Tokyo Game Shows on the 24th in their mm-hmm. opening. I hope they do something, man. I, I would love to, yeah. to bring out the old developers who made Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey and just say, hey, we'll start with, you know, announcing that we remastered some of these these uh, classic gems and, uh, and you know, start with that. I was, Megatron, I was curious about that because I've seen updates for Lost Odyssey in my feed a couple times thinking that, uh, you know, it was going to get some sort of remaster or even enhanced for that matter. Um, as far as the the August event, the rumored, I'm sorry, August, the uh, September event that's rumored, um, we still haven't heard whether or not the Series X is even real. Yeah, we keep hearing we keep hearing that yeah it's real, but 
Don't you think it's a little late to the party, especially the series, with the... the Series X? Or do you mean the Series S? I'm sorry to stop you. I said the S. No, you said I, X. I heard that. You said X. Well, I meant the S. <laughs> okay, that's, I, was, I got confused. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. But, you know, in my opinion, they're late to the party announcing this. They should have done it a long time ago. Sony has their... Yeah, they, they haven't released the price point yet. But Sony, uh, you already know that Sony is offering a cheaper version at the same, uh, you know, same power as the, just the regular um, PS5 console, just digital version. That's already been uh, established. What hasn't been established is the Series S. And to me, they're late to the party. Maybe it's coming out at a later date rather than coming out this November like the Series X is. But... Uh, to me, I mean, they just need to get that messaging out so we're not left in the dark. Can we... Uh, and it's a, go ahead. No, if you want to keep going, I'll wait. No, I just, the whole November thing bothers me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and that's my concern because, again, if, if you're going to announce it, oh, by the way, it's coming out this November alongside the Series X, we're going to have a problem. There's going to be some sort to me, there's going to be some sort of messaging problem. Again, the consumers are going to be, uh, you muted yourself or you just muted. That's horrible. What did you hear exactly? But anyway, I'm not going to be, yeah, I'm not going to be confused because I'm a hardcore gamer. I keep up on all this stuff. But if you're just a casual gamer, if you're the average Joe, you're not going to know what the Series S is because, you know what, the, the news hasn't come out on it. So they just need to get a ball on this and get a hold of whether or not and what date uh, that Series S is coming out. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that sentiment because it's frustrating. We're in you know, the first week of September. Well, actually going into the second week now. And we have... We all we know is like there's been these leaks of the Xbox Series S, for example, uh, through different like somebody had recently purchased a controller and they got a little uh, a little ad, a little promotion there for Xbox Game Pass, and it mentions the Xbox Series S. It's there in Taco Bell, the Taco Bell ad. So you got you know it's everywhere. Yeah, that was for <coughs> another uh, promotion coming as well, and yeah. It's basically it's all there. We already we all know it exists. It's one of the worst secrets in the industry. Worse the, than Fable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, now at least we know that Fable's legit. <laughs> but um, yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying is everybody knows that there's going to be two PS5 consoles. Now you know they. Can, know. Go ahead. See, like you say, everybody knows. Here's the funny. Um, like I'm not aiming. I don't think everybody knows that the date for the Series X is not set in stone. I have I keep he- hearing everybody run around with November. They said November, didn't they? November. No, they had. No, they did say November. When was where yeah. was this and when? Forgive me. They oh. stated it. Uh, wasn't it Aaron Greenberg that re- yeah. said it like last month? About a week month? ago. Yeah. No, was it? no, it, it was, was like more than ago. that. It's probably like a month ago. Yeah. Well, okay, if I'll yeah. have to dig into that to find that because as far as my know in my mind, I've never seen anything outside the words holiday. It was right, and after. that's what. And I was like, and I was like, Christmas uh, still takes place in December, so that's technically a holiday. It was right it was after. after the talks 
Yeah, it was huh? yeah. They're definitely going to do it before Thanksgiving, if anything. I mean, it's always yeah. in around. And well, I, that's I, do, like Friday. I do remember that tweet by Aaron Green. He did say November. Okay, it was, recent. And, and it was a more recent one, on which was that, about a week so. ago. Right, but I mean, just a week ago, it couldn't have been more than a week where I just saw it again. <laughs> um, and I just, I know it was from a Microsoft executive. I think it was Larry. Now I'm going to go look. But, now uh, to at least yeah. just say. Look, we'll go with it that it, there, there was a tweet and it's November and I just missed it and I'm just over here in the bushes. Okay, um, for me, also though, I these there's a reason why they discontinued the all digital mm-hmm. and the a- Xbox One X. I don't think these con this Xbox One S is going to look anything like the other two consoles, and so. They're probably that's why they don't feel there's going to be an issue with confusion. Uh, but that also goes to say people go buy t- cell phones all the time that look exactly alike. Um, you know, to try to I'm going to tell you right now to try to explain my dad the difference between a, a Samsung S10 and a Samsung 10 a 10s or whatever or 10 because one would have the edges you can use the other one would not. Like my dad would not understand that even if he showed it. To me. But anyways, sure. wow. Oh man. What's up? Yeah, it's getting that noise again. Yeah, he's muffling me out. Anyways, long story short, I'm just saying that these consoles aren't going to look anything alike, and I hope they're going to do a good job of taking out the confusion. I just want to know, how do you roll out a product that everybody knows about? Like, no offense, nobody's ever been in this situation uh, of where there's like a you know, pretty much a virus going around affecting the entire world in ways that nobody could ever plan for. And sometimes it affects the strategy and the rollout of things. And it is curious to watch this all unfold in front of us and see how it's going to go down because we have these companies at a stalemate on releasing the price. Microsoft's over here um, at a stalemate on releasing the second console that everybody knows about. I mean, this is entirely crazy. What do you mean? What do you mean, virus? Nancy Pelosi just got a blowout in oh, San Francisco. God, no. <laughs> so, I mean, so are we going back to what everyone's expecting with Japan, you know, or an Xbox or? I think there's going to be a show outside. I think they're just. I'd be, I'd be happy if they just show if there's games that are coming out, have them show them on the Xbox Series X, you know, and let us get excited for that. And and, I, and as far as I'm concerned right now, as far as I can tell, has Sony and Nintendo announced that they were going to be there at Tokyo Game Show? I haven't seen anything yet from them. I haven't... Uh, you know what? I haven't really looked into that aspect, to be mm-hmm. honest, but I would say that I would like to see Xbox get a stronger foothold of any sort i I, want to see them be more aggressive in that marketplace and whether it be them remastering or remaking a few of their older uh, well-known japanese titles like uh what is it called infinite undiscovery blue dragon um you know there's so many uh little tight little titles there i don't know infinite discovery wasn't well received that I thought I don't remember liked it, it being well received. Yeah, people liked it, but it didn't sound well, and it wasn't really well received. So I don't know. Well, no, they could have got Blue Point Games to remaster uh, Lost Odyssey. I mean, yeah, they're not Lost owned Odyssey, by Sony yeah. yet. So, and you see what that's what the 
they have Demon Souls on the PS5, so that's all you had to do. Remaster a game a lot of people didn't play. And then boom. Right. Right. A high quality one at that. So Yeah. It just Yeah, Demon Demon Souls is huge. Oh, absolutely. But I just I want to see no one them played that game. be stronger. I, I, de- I definitely want to see them do more in that marketplace. So with them just kind of casually approaching Tokyo Game Show, uh, it just kind of makes me wonder what they'll be showing at this supposed event. I mean, again, hopefully. Is this Tokyo show. Game Show an inside Xbox? No. No. It's so going to only have... be in Japanese too, by so, the way. So, yeah, right? Uh, that too. Now, the only thing is, um, don't they try to do inside Xbox once a month? Um, I don't no, know. I think it's every I think it's every quarter. It's like every quarter or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Same huh. with the state of plays. They're not that, not every month. Mm-hmm, definitely. But you, you don't see them announcing just an all of a sudden inside Xbox for like the last week of September out of nowhere? Who knows? Like, we might get to October and we still don't know the prices see, of these you consoles. See, like. You see, now, but here's the thing. I keep saying that they have been waiting for so long to reveal the price on these consoles because I really do think it's going to be like a hot potato. Uh, uh, buy your Series X PS5 with a disc right now for five ninety nine. Good night. And like walk off stage. I mean, we Pretty have much to get the price. How it went soon, down. Though. It's how it went down with the Xbox One X. Phil Spencer walks That's... out on stage, tells you about the console, how much it's going to be, and leaves show over. The consoles have to be on like on ships pretty soon, like in the next yeah. like, month or so to get here. So yeah, like well, they have to announce the price this month. I'm has... dude. With how many people have these consoles on Twitter? I mean, like, dude, literally everybody. I don't know about the PS5, but at least the Series X. These things are everywhere. Yeah, we're not going to see a price point until one month until launch. So I'm looking at October. Promise you. That's my prediction. So they don't have, because every marketing campaign, uh, if you look at throughout history, it's like a month or two months before release date. Uh, and that includes price point and it includes uh, just the overall marketing strategy for the games. And that's where the, the highest impact of reaches in terms of marketing goes. It's not like a six-month campaign. It's not a three-month campaign. It's more in lines of like the one-month, two-month range where they just go all out in terms of marketing. And So that's, that's where you're going to see the price point. The end of September would be around a two-month time frame because if they release near the end of September and they release near the end of uh, November, that's a two-month time frame. Right, so we won't see them probably till the end of September, early October, even mid-October. You won't yeah. hear the price point. And I think, well, I think it's a strategy behind it. Um, they are waiting a very long time, but it almost feels like there's a strategy to it because it's it's like they're getting everybody hungry, ready to spend the money on these consoles no matter the price tag because they're going to be cheaper than that GPU. Mm-hmm. You might be hungry, but you only afford to eat what you can eat. And like I said, we we've said already before, this economy um, hasn't been really good for a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. hey, unemployment numbers are still high. You know, I think uh, Microsoft. You know, when it you know you have a premium console, you have a less more capable, less expensive capable console, um, which will be considered next gen. You know, the Xbox Series X, and you got X Cloud and Game Pass. And to me, that's a win. And uh, but as far well, as go ahead to put things in perspective, the unemployment right now is like at eight percent. 
right? Yes. So it's as good as it was. This is COVID we're talking about during the Obama administration, who was, ah. which was sitting at 8%. Uh. <laughs> All right. When? Moving on. When Trump took over? I just wanted to throw that in there. The numbers are bad. Now, when it comes to the price point, and I know everybody's hurting for money, I, here's the one thing I want to say. Dude, I don't even know if price is going to come into a play when it comes to certain people hurting for money. Because as far as I know, the PS5 currently is invite only. No, like, no, no, no. That's I, from them. That's from if you want it to buy it from Sony, that's invite. But you're, well, it's still going to be at Best Buy. Well, yeah, I could see you saying, but I just mean like there's just going to be such a limited number of these consoles that I just really feel that. I mean, that's always. I like, think I, I know there's going to be a lot. Limited. Of, I think there's going to be a lot of people that yes cannot afford this console right off the get go. It's truly sad. I always champion the fact that these things should be um, as cheap as they possibly can be, so that way we could get as many people on board. Um, but. I think it's going to turn into more of a thing of just the availability of these consoles is going to be more of a talking point than price in the end because I just don't think we really are prepared for the fact that these consoles are going to be hard to find uh, this holiday season. This isn't something that you can just walk out and get or ask uh, to have under the Christmas tree. This is something you're going to have mm -hmm. to like plan for. Absolutely, guys. Well... Again, we'll wait and see uh, what what's around the corner. Hopefully, they announce uh, uh, this supposed showcase at some point soon, so that we can finally put the leaks and the rumors to rest about the Xbox Series S. And you know what? Going back to the Tokyo Game Show, you know, it's disappointing that they don't have any kind of big announcements themselves, but. You know, maybe they're holding back. You never know. Guys, I'll move on to another topic. And recently, Xbox has announced designed for Xbox accessories. It's a confirmation of what they've said about supporting Xbox accessories into further generations. However, now they've got a rather large list of third-party developers or third-party per per peripheral makers like Razer, Astro, Corsair, Rig, Turtle Beach, you name it. There's like a whole bunch of huge third-party uh, manufacturers here. In fact, they've partnered with over 34 brands to be exact. Now, like to show to showcase that they have these partnered accessories, they'll have a new emblem or a badge that says design for Xbox, a, a logo on the packaging. Now, Megatron, I'll head straight over to you, bud. Since I know you're a big fan of controllers and other accessories, you like, uh, you know, collecting the special edition ones. Does this initiative help Xbox stand out by being able to bring like your old stuff, like what you have into Most the future? Definitely, it does, man. You're talking about. I have my Astro A50s here. You got Design Lab controllers that people customize themselves to be able to still use that. And you know, move that forward to your next console. It's definitely a win. You'll save a hell of a lot of money too. I mean, you know, it's just it's 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 easy. I think they did an excellent job when they, they when they were thinking this out. You know, most of the times when you get the new console, this doesn't fit, that doesn't fit. But now with everything going forward, you take it with you. You know, including your games. You know, that's it. Like again, again, you know, you're talking about the economy and the people doesn't have that extra spending cash. You know, you may not get everything you want, but you got, you know, some of what you want, which is probably the console. And now you can bring your controller with you 
and your headset and your steering, you know, wheel and so on and so forth. I think it was a yeah. great move. Great, great, great move. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely a pro consumer move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the headsets. Uh, you know, I have all uh, numerous headsets, numerous controllers, uh, and so it, for me, a, being able to use that is important. Carried over to the next console. Shock. You remember the day. <laughs> where third-party controllers, like, ruled the freaking gaming industry. You had Pelican, you had Mad Cats. Oh, yeah. This had many other, uh, you know, players out there. Now they're an afterthought, but now people are making super quality. um, And as far as the choices go, 34 choices, uh, whether it's Turtle Beach or Astro for your headset. I just need a name a couple, but... Uh, you got Razer for your keyboard and mouses that are compatible with the Xbox, uh, specifically de- designed for your Xbox. So um, it's really extremely uh, pro-consumer. And I could promise you that Sony doesn't have uh, even close to this many partnerships, not even close. So for, you know, for people, all these companies that jump on board uh, for, you know, with the Xbox, uh, and the Xbox brand is just beneficial. You have more options and quality. You have more options as far as price point goes, uh, whether it's affordability or you do want the high end. It, you you have all the all those options. And you think so about I, really, yeah. Think about really quick what Sony's doing when you're buying direct from them with their PS5s, right? You know, yeah. you guys were just talking about, you know. There's still that option, you know, I mean, I think there's definitely a strategy where Microsoft, we've said it before, where, you know, hey, um, <clears throat> just buy the console, you know, at least for maybe the Series X and yeah. you bring it home and you can still, you know, use that same controller and you get to set a rock bottom price. I mean, yeah. like, to me, that is that's definitely but, something I think they're considering. So. That, being, that being said, there's another side of the spectrum. There's the fact that uh, you know, you look at Sony's controller and the appeal of it, um, the appeal of using Sony's controller, it's different, just like the Nintendo Switch is different. And that's the appeal. And that's uh, that's part of the reason why people are going to pick up the, the Sony machine, because it is different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way, you know, that's the way people look at things sometimes. Oh, true. I mean, um, options. It's a options, way better. Options, options, options. It's, you know a, what I'm it's a way better start than the beginning of this gen when you had to buy that stupid headset adapter to use your like Astros or whatever turtle beaches. You didn't have all yeah. these like design. Dude, that thing still comes up to this day. I still get questions about that thing. It's still handy. If you want to plug in like yeah. headphones into the headphone jack and the controller. Um, oh, well, I think I... maybe the latest UI you can, you can adjust the volume on it. But like, if you don't have yeah. something like that, I you can plug that. it in. I don't know and why. You, I you sort can adjust the that. I keep. It's, I don't know if it just keeps moving for me, but I can't always find it. Whenever I try to control the volume to my headset through the dashboard, that's the one thing I don't like. I always like that, that little clipping piece that goes. Into the control. Once I got an inline volume control on my headset, um, uh, I can't. I don't. I do not like having to go into my dashboard to do that. You know, I'm, it's an option. It's feature that's there. It's great and everything, but for whatever reason, sometimes I can't even find it. I I don't know why. If it's something you can just you know, pinned to my home, but I cannot find that little option. It's, maybe it's just me, man. It's just... <laughs> See, <laughs> it, you know, it annoys the hell out of me. I, I all these to... 
all these third party or second party, uh, you know, developers of this technology, they all fight for consumer, you know, consumer, uh, you know, part of their market because what's happening to you look at the Steelhead for example, uh, Steel Series for example, they came out with the uh, you know the Cyberpunk exclusive uh, Cyberpunk headset, you know that's huge, and you see other companies kind of following suit with those exclusivity whether it's a headset or a mouse or a, um, you know, a keyboard, you know, those things, those kind of deals are going to happen. So that's the appeal. And I think uh, with more options for Xbox, you know, maybe one day we'll have a Gears of War uh, exclusive headset for the Steel Series, um, or, you know, they'll go to uh, another company and have a Fable one or something like that. So there's different things that they can do to promote not only the brand, but also promote their products. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just think it's a really great pro-consumer initiative that Xbox has created, not only with their own products, but just getting all these big brands on board with it. I just, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm uh, really impressed by what they've assembled here. And going into the future, like people just have be having the, you know, the frame of mind that they can bring over whatever you know their these expensive headsets that people get for gaming just over to the next gen. Like, you know, it, it is kind of comforting, right? Like, you don't have to spend, uh, you know, you don't have to dish out another couple hundred dollars, whether it be uh, for certain controllers or headset or whatever it may be. It's just. Um, it's kind of refreshing this initiative. Do you guys, uh, do you think uh, Microsoft's going to be alone on this initiative? Uh, in terms of the sheer number, yeah, absolutely. That's why. I, that's why I stated, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to have near than the amount of, uh, you know, companies on board designing for Sony. You know, it's not going to happen. So yeah, I think so. And with this move, Xbox has more flexibility. You know, it's, they, they have more flexibility in terms of what they can do. And they have more options for people to buy. It's, it's definitely pro-consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go down this list, you know, of, of who we have on this panel, we all use different uh, technology. You know, Correct. Invader, what, what do you use currently? Uh what kind of peripheral are we speaking of? Uh, let's go headset down the list. Uh, actually, uh, I'm looking for a good headset at the moment. I'm actually in the market for one, so uh, mine's kind of busted oh. at the moment. You're using this connect. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, yeah, my connect. Uh, no, actually, I was using my uh, the Xbox app to communicate uh, for yeah. the past couple of months, which is really handy. But I've actually, I'm kind of a bad example to use, to be honest with you. Um, okay. So, uh, Centurion, what do you like? What? Wow, he wasn't even paying attention. No, I was. He's playing Barbie's Adventure again. No, my wife just called me. What was your question? Uh, what uh, what headset do you use? What comp- what brand? Uh, oh, God. Really, bro? Oh, Come on, man. I'm using I, I have... uh, Turtle Beach 600s, and I also have uh, a set of Platronics. Um, I know rigs. I think they're like six. I think they're the 500s. Um, 
I have them around as a backup pair because the Turtle Beach ones are wireless. Um, I hate having wires hooked up to the controller or the console. For me, I have to have a wireless headset because I am constantly moving around. See, Uh, I I prefer wired because the the sound quality is a little bit better as opposed to wireless, in my opinion. Well, I do know that there is that. um, But I, uh, you know, when I'm not playing playing on headset with people, I have like a sound bar that you know i prefer to game on and that's where when i and the funny thing is the reason why i bought the rigs was because i wanted the dolby atmos code that was inside them and also have a backup pair of headphones just in case these ones you know the battery dies or they break um but i definitely want to get a pair of astros eventually i did look at the cyberpunk steel series i mean i really was thinking about getting those steel series but there's nothing wrong with my turtle beaches right now. So I was just like, you know, yeah. what, I'll just wait until something goes wrong with them. But mm. I mean, wireless is the way to go. If you're a very, if like I'm constantly doing something. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, guys, I just got to sneak in here. Uh, thank you. JD gamer for the $5 super chat. Uh, he states Microsoft should also release Xbox Voice and upload Studio for creators. After all, the Xbox Series X will be powered by a fast CPU and GPU, and it would be very pro-consumer. Oh, absolutely, man! That would be uh, absolutely fantastic. And um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to add on because I heard what um, Megatron was talking about how he can never find the mixer and stuff when he uses like a wired headset. Um. That the best adapter I ever found for the bottom of controllers, so you don't have to use the uh, the dashboard mixer ever, is I have a keyboard that I've used for years that I plug into the bottom of my controller, and it has the mixer built right into the keyboard, and all you do is <laughs> play with it. Like I mean, and it's a light up keyboard, and the thing was, and it was uh, I, it was the chat set that Microsoft put out. Does everybody remember those? It came with. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's like a keyboard that plugs in the bottom of the controller, and it came with like a chat headset that was cheap as all get out. You were basically yeah. paying for the keyboard. But I remember the OG headsets used to get in when you buy you bought the console. See, you now know? that was the headset that this thing came with was the yeah. one ear. And the funny part is, I had a friend who actually traded me a full blown brand new set of uh, just normal Turtle Beaches for that one ear uh, microphone because he's like, dude, yeah. I. I have full-blown exactly. surround sound in my house. Yeah. I really only want that small headset. Give it to me. That yeah. means he's got no wife or kids to disturb or neighbors because that's why I oh, no, resorted yeah, he, to, I had to, resort to the headset. man with nothing but a dog in the house. That dude, you go into his place. I mean, <laughs> oh, man, surround sound everywhere. This guy's got like a massive 80-some-inch freaking OLED. I mean, dude, and this is like the guy I work with. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, I know you were on to something, Jeremy, because you were asking everybody about the headsets. You're trying to make a point, you know. Well, I was just trying to make the point, you know, having those options available. You know, I use a different, I use a different headset. I use a different keyboard and mount. Like I have, I don't match, basically. I'm a cross-dresser, so. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here, folks. I believe you. I definitely believe you. That, man. Uh, oh, I'm, joking, but I'm using I'm using a freaking when he hears this. Yeah, I'm using a Razer controller. I'm a, a Razer mouse and a Red Dragon keyboard, and I just I have different brands, and I think that's 
you know, you just have different options of what you prefer. You know, some people like the Apple, what Apple does in their, uh, you know, in their um, uh, ecosystem. Nobody likes you know, Apple right now. There's no way Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of that, dude, oh, Epic God. is just destroying that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I see it. I, I, um, I'm asking the court right now to bring things back on to Apple until they uh, figure it out, right, from what I saw last time on Twitter somewhere. Somewhere I read on Twitter. Epic Games has turned Apple advertising around on them um, by um, – I forget what it was. It was something that they did like to get pe- – like it was an advertisement Apple did a long time ago or something to get people to switch to Apple. And now they're basically – it's because people are like if you're looking for something away from like closed systems, go to Apple. But now all of a sudden Apple is exactly what they advertise. <coughs> that came out by Epic. Um, Epic Games also championed Fortnite. Um, no, wait, it wasn't Fortnite. Who championed Fortnite? No, not Fortnite. It was, oh, that's right. It was PUBG. Epic Games came out and uh, basically backed PUBG because PUBG yeah. was built on Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Apple is trying to shut down the the access to the Unreal Engine on iOS. And right now, Apple is in this big marketing campaign with PUBG. So by using the PUBG marketing campaign against Ooh. them, yes. <laughs> for them, for Apple to do that, it's silly because they're just missing out. On, I guarantee you Fortnite has generated millions of dollars for Apple, millions upon millions of dollars for Apple. And, uh, you know, it's just they threw away that. So I don't really understand it, but yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty crazy. That's for sure. I just this this fight between them is uh, well, it's epic to say the least. You know, uh, no pun intended. But even Microsoft, you know, uh, joined the fight in uh, backing Epic, which is uh, <laughs> you know, you got all the big players just kind of uh, joining in. Uh, it just uh, it, it's it's just really interesting to see how everything's unfolding, uh, guys. We will move quickly to our last topic of the evening. Uh, probably won't spend too much time on it, but Nintendo recently had a Mario Direct for Mario's 35th anniversary. And hey, guess what, guys? Surprise, surprise! A uh, whole a whole bunch of new Mario products were announced. Everything from Mario Monopoly. Jesus, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, he must be. She- I think he's shampooing the carpet, fr- moving furniture around, or this is- he's got a poltergeist or something. Like it's just something's moving in his house. I need to turn your camera on. We wouldn't see. You know, that, <laughs> we deserve to see yeah. what's going on. I, I I think it's the my headset cord that is not wireless, Centurion. <laughs> but uh, just. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, it just, yeah, there was a whole bunch of new stuff announced from, uh, for this event, like Super Mario Monopoly, Super Mario Jenga, Jenga, a whole crap load of different stuff. But Nintendo did announce Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's a bundle of classic games, including Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy for 60 bucks. They're doing, uh, I guess, a remaster and all of them. They're all touched up a little bit from the sounds of it. Uh, Shockley, I'll go to you first on this one, bud. Is this bundle worth 60 bucks? Because I've seen it, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just, personally, uh, I'm not too impressed by it. Shocky wasn't either. I didn't see any. I saw no, part of the video. My headset died when I did it. 
But no, I, uh, are you talking about the uh, the the package? Yeah, the, the Super Mario it's a bundle uh, of joy bundle. shock. It's the bundle of joy. No, I think it's it's pretty sweet. Um, like they did upres or give it new textures for Mario sixty four. So even though mine's I have the ultra HDMI mod on my N sixty four that can output ten eighty p for that game, it's still is still like pixelated, whereas they, you know, gave it all HD textures. The only thing I'm sad about is that the that it's not 60 FPS. When someone, I guess, I don't know if they data mined or or ones that had a hack switch, uh, there was there is a 60 FPS build of that game on the Switch, and they're but they stuck to 30. So that's kind of disappointing because Galaxy is 60, but the other two aren't. Um, and the only Sunshine and Galaxy are. Uh, widescreen, where 64 isn't. But I mean, it's a good package. It's just kind of BS doing that limited release. Um, mm. Even digital is limited, apparently, until March 31st. So I guess what they're probably going to do is do like a in 64, like they did with the NES, Super NES, for the online. So you have to have the online to play any of the N64 games. And that's probably going to be one of them. So that's my guess. But hey. it was. Real quick, shock. So, how many games are in this package? I three, didn't see any of this. Three, sixty-four, so. Sunshine, and uh, Galaxy One. Oh, okay, sixty bucks. It's not. It's not bad. It's a good. Great. I not like Sunshine. Dude, I, Sunshine. I miss, I miss those two. Uh, oh my god. I no. No, hey, I miss those two. But I played the hell out of Mario sixty-four, and the fact that those two games are in there, I'm sorry for someone like me. That to me, it's totally worth sixty bucks, and my wife has even already seen it too, and she said oh, for sure we're getting it. And dude, I mean, I totally want to replay Mario sixty four <laughs> and experience those other two games. Just wanted to put that in there quickly. Sunshine is my favorite out of the entire series uh, of Mario games. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. That That's and Super pack. Mario, yeah. <laughs> Super Mario 2 is my second favorite, but nobody likes Super Mario 2. I like it. Uh, but Sunshine, man, that's, uh, that tugs on my heartstrings because I remember that game, um, you know, and, and just the gameplay in it, the, the fact that you had that water pack, the different gameplay elements in it. And I'm looking for it. I think it's worth that 60 bucks for sure. Mm -hmm. right. Definitely. Well, it's just one of those things. Pens that they're giving away. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just one of those things, though, guys. I see Microsoft and Sony. They put a lot of effort into their remasters and remakes, and I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, I, I wish that they would have given at least S Super Mario sixty four some kind of an update. I mean, I think I've seen some fan remakes of it, and they look fa oh, fantastic. Oh, You can play. You can play the game, and it has the whole mod. It makes it look like a modern game. Kind of looks like if you played Odyssey. They kind of tease you. They give you like this Peach's Castle from like sixty four like island, uh, where it's it's almost like a replica of it. So they give you that tease, and they're like, "Nah, we're just going to give you the regular one." <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, it just, I don't know, like, I, they, it just seems like a very quick kind of turnout for this. I, I look at Nintendo's lineup going into the fall, actually this year, besides Animal Crossing, New Leaf, which was absolutely massive for them, they haven't really pushed out a lot of other games this year, have they, to my knowledge? No, since Fiction got delayed, 
I was going to be there later game. This probably would have came out earlier, but since I got delayed, they're probably like, well, we need something probably later in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm not really too, like, I love these games. Don't get me wrong, especially Mario 6, Super Mario 64. I, I could play the hell out of that game. But it's just, I, I would love to have a mode where it's like I could flick on, like, awesome, you know, like, updated textures and graphics and resolution and then go the back to the funny thing old... is the DS version it has better textures. If you right. go back and play it, it looks yeah. like you're a completely different-looking Mario. Yeah. So it's it's funny they couldn't just take that one and remaster it because then that would have looked like yeah. from what people remember because people there's probably a lot of people that just didn't play the DS one or don't remember it and or what they look like. Yeah. So if they remaster that, then you probably I don't know if that's just way more difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it just it's kind of funny. Like I see them put in all kinds of effort, but it's just one of those things, man. But. Um, I don't know. Are, do you any of you guys plan on picking it up when it releases? I think it yeah, I, I've, I've already re, uh, reserved already it. Pre-ordered it. Yeah, yeah. Less than two weeks. So. Wow. wow. Very nice. Well, Centurion, you need to get on board on that. I know your uh, your Switch is collecting dust. Oh, is there, there I know. Edition on that at all, or, I, or like limited book or oh, anything? Damn. No, there, it's just you open no, it up and there's nothing inside except the cart. So they missed, they couldn't even miss the boat on that. I'm like, you had the, what was it, uh, the Sonic package uh, where it had the whole booklet and the artwork for the uh, Sonic, uh, whatever it called. The one that was kind of like the retro pack that they, Sonic Mania, yeah. And, they, and you could buy the one with the booklet and the artwork, but nothing special for this one. <laughs> Until Limited Run comes out with their own version. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the only thing I hate. I still haven't gotten Panzer. Did you get your Panzer Dragon? No, I he delayed it. I, I returned mine. So I'm getting the uh, the space. I, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. But Space Channel 5 Collector's Edition for the PlayStation 4. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, again, I'm not trying to, like, get down on Nintendo. It's just, I, I guess I was expecting a little more from them personally. But it it is nice that they are doing a package of these games. Actually, I could see them doing other packages uh, in the future if this one's really successful, you know? So, Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo's been like this forever, Invader. I mean, they've come out with, you know, maybe, maybe two or three games a year you know your constants are the pokemon series that's not going to stop uh and then you know maybe okay let's do three or four games you know an entire year and then after that it's just like silence for a year or two we still don't know when metroid's coming out (laughs) well metroid is well they started while they rebooted working on it they gave it to a a new developer and they just were redoing it from scratch i remember them uh, actually making a big statement about it uh, that was what two years ago so maybe in another two years we'll find out something about it so i'm looking for yeah metroid prime uh metro prime 4 so i'm yeah actually they, they're holding back actually the uh the trilogy too if i'm not mistaken so uh i was looking yeah, forward to that they'll probably limited to <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. You know what I learned watching the uh, the gameplay loop? 
You're pretty bad at Vermintine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I'm not really paying attention. I see it. It's great to look at. Other than, you know, uh, you know but I just pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I give to you Jeremy Downer. I I don't know what you're talking about. This was er, this was early gameplay for me. I was just playing it with a buddy. Yeah, and... so excuses, Canadian dude. JD Gamer, yeah. thank you. Me on Tony you, Hawk you, Pro Skater right now. I spend more time off the board. <laughs> All right, that's it, Jeremy. JD Gamer, JD Gamer, thank you so much for the super chat, bro. Uh, he wants uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga remake. You know, a lot of people talk about that game and. Definitely want that back, man. So it's yeah, I'm gonna have game goes for a cool thousand dollars. It's cool. never ever gonna happen. The code's completely gone out of existence. I think the code is like only like I think they only have like what twenty five percent of the code or something. They're just gonna have to make it up. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't really need it. Make- like you look at Panzer Dragoon, they remade it, so it looks completely different. Yeah, there's some geometry they had to change and stuff. So I'm sure they can still do it, but. That's my. Uh, if there was one game I could pick that I would want released, that'd be the one game, Panzer Dragoon Saga. For okay, for Sega. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see um, Ocarina of Time be made. I want Nintendo to do that. Since we're on Nintendo, I mean, they kind of already did on the DS, like the whole completely different uh, models, like character model or texture mm. models. That I've never knew. Hmm. Yeah, if you play that, and yeah, it's completely. It's I, have like a, I have a sealed copy I never opened. So we released it. Yeah, you played on the DS. It's way different. It's completely different character models. Now, can I ask a question of you, Shockley? Do you think with this release of these Mario games like this, you won't put it back? You want to put it past Nintendo to all of a sudden release like uh, an Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask combo? Uh, probably. I'm hoping they do. That's the last two. I'll probably well, actually, I take that back. Ago. I take that back. Um, it would be Opening of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, and Wind Waker. That's, that's, that's I want a Wind Week Waker release, re-release. That's why I kept my Wii U, because have, I have, I have yeah, Wind Waker the on the Wii U. Then the Twilight uh, Twilight Princess is on there in HD, so they're kind of stuck on the Wii U. So hopefully those they event well, I'm sure they will because they Wii U titles, so they'll port them over eventually. Skyward Sword got- was was just re- was announced to be coming back, right? Plus they could charge the full sixty dollars for Wind Waker and separately uh, Twilight Princess, and they just sell millions. I have uh, Twilight Princess emulated on my phone, and it works great. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, all right. Well, yeah, I think actually Switch games are emulated on. I think there's a Switch emulator you can put on your phone now that does pretty well. <laughs> well, it's a GameCube one. So I have Twilight oh, Princess yeah. and Wind Waker on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's called Dolphin, the Dolphin emulator. Oh. It works great. And it works great. It's called what? Dolphin. Dolphin. Dolphin emulator. True story, that was the original uh, code name for the uh, Nintendo uh, Nintendo console. That's why they called it the Dolphin. True story. The more you know. But you think it's, uh, you think, look at Sony and uh, Microsoft, they are doing backwards compatibility. 
Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but do you think all these digital purchases people have been doing on the Switch aren't going to go with them? <laughs> so they, whatever the next Switch Pro or whatever the next... No, Nintendo makes you buy shit all over again. <laughs> they'll, they'll never, so they'll never bad, change. Man. They That's will so never do. Yeah, it's it's sad. That's yeah. That's the only reason I don't want to go full in on digital with them. But mm-hmm. so, uh, man, they need to fix their emulation too. Like their NES. I was trying to play Super Mario Brothers three on the NES version, and when you try to go to the right and you go too fast, you start running. The you can see the edge of the screen just like clipping. I'm like. How is this possible? You're a billion dollar company. You guys can't figure out emulation. Yeah, no idea, bud. No idea. It's uh, pretty crazy. I would love to see Nintendo do some more pro consumer moves, but I don't know. They're uh, they're kind of behind there. Okay, guys. I think on that note, we're gonna end off the show and. Hey, I, you know, I gotta say thank you to everybody in the chat for sticking with us. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we had some uh, turbulence, some, uh, you know, some hiccups earlier. And uh, just thank you for uh, keeping with us and um, tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, this, you know, we unveiled our new layout. And obviously, we talked about the some Xbox leaks, Tokyo Game Show. Xbox. Watch some of your shitty gameplay. <laughs> well, hey Jeremy, you can you can definitely supply us with uh, some of your uh, sweet moves for the next one, all right? Nope, nope, not happening. Yeah, that's what I thought. You see, nah, everybody... I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get you some Tony Hawk stuff. Hopefully, I can uh, get this whole uh, figuring out the physics of this game again, man. Yeah, we got Tony Hawk. And, that and watch released. the boys. We got the Avengers. That watch the first released. episode. Wasteland Three. We can do some of that gameplay. That'd be cool to see people. Uh, playing that and you guys pick that up or no yeah i've played a little bit of wasteland 3 so far Mm -hmm. early on it's good it's good yeah somehow uh downer and some friends of mine mass mayhem and ginger beard and stubs gaming uh helped to push me off that cliff and i bought avengers and i bought tony hawk pro skater as soon as that game came out (laughs) nice Nice, dude. Nice. But uh, yeah, guys, again, thanks for staying with us. If you enjoyed the show, uh, everybody, then please definitely send out a like, share it out, and subscribe to keep up to f- uh, for further TXR shows. Let's get to some panel member outros. I'll head to Megatron first, buddy. Where can everybody find you at? Hey, hey, it's always, man. You can hit me up on Twitter and talk about anything and everything, Megatron, including gaming, Megatron underscore 1975. And uh, if you want to play some games, also message me. Um, uh, my gamer tag is Megatron1. So, yeah, that's it. If you want to help me uh, get some of this, uh, these armor sets that I'm doing on Destiny, yeah, feel free to join me tonight because I'll be up all night. And, uh, I would wrap my quarter. Around this oh my gosh! Uh, Why are you gonna uh, be so violent for? Why are you gonna be so violent? <laughs> it's politics. <laughs> Definitely, buddy. Definitely. Oh. Um. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, Jeremy, will move on to you next. Where can everybody follow you at? But on Xbox, Downer Space J. Uh, you can also find me on PlayStation. Uh, it's Green Knight Zero Seven. 
All right, perfect, perfect. Uh, Shockley, buddy, great show. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me uh, at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show. Thanks for uh, sticking with us through the technical difficulties. Hopefully, uh, we'll be uh, right on time on the jump with no issues next week. But yeah, good show. Yeah, I'm very hopeful, Shock. Uh, I think we've ironed out uh, quite a few things. And Centurion Pal, I'll end off with you. Where can everybody follow you at? Oh, man. You can always find me here every Sunday kicking it with these fine gentlemen. You can also find me on the Shop Podcast every Saturday. But I can also be located right here on YouTube, Twitter, and Xbox Live at Centurion1307. So much energy. <laughs> Perfect. He's like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> but then again, dude, I, keep... I do keep going. I do keep going. Regretfully, I want everybody to know I love everybody here because I get to chew on their ear sometimes and I feel so horrible. <laughs> no worries, buddy. See, woo. Dude, no. I'm like I'm like the Mike I am like the Mike Tyson of party chat. <laughs> right. Nice. Bite your ear off. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys and of course last but not least i'm invader and you can follow me follow all my content over on youtube at invader gaming as well you can catch me on twitter at invader underscore one nine eight six guys i know uh you know we had some growing pains at first earlier on in the show but it turned out to be an excellent episode tonight and we look forward to seeing you all over on our show next sunday good night everyone and take it easy